We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners, and the Self Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show. We are taking a deeper dive into this week's self-care club festive season survival toolkit. Just got a text from our producer that she's loving our stories. Come on, Lauren, give her another story. What does she want from me, blood? I'm spending my day recording her the podcast. I'm not here for your entertainment, Blondine. I'm here to work. Um, I don't even know what we're doing. Why? With recording some shows now. You want to actually do some work. (laughs) I wouldn't mind. (laughs) Okay. So Lauren, how have you been feeling since we did the festive season toolkit? Well, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? Oh, Jesus. Because just when we thought... I think think the word interesting in inverted commas is kind. I'm not sure I've ever used the phrase, what a shit show, more (laughs) in one year. (laughs) But since we recorded that yeah. episode, we've now, it's now got even worse, hasn't it? Because we've now gone into tier four. They made up a tier. Yes. It's what they did. <laughs> yes. They made up a fucking tier. Yes. So the the sort of shitty Christmas we were all expecting got a bit shittier. <laughs> so it was a good thing we had our, our festive toolkit. Yes. Have you put I any think. of it to use? What have you been I, using? I have. And I, I, I've gone ahead with the uh, M&S pre-made mostly Christmas lunch business so that that is happening good I'm feeling no guilt no shame no stress no anxiety (laughs) I'm just planning on turning on an oven and drinking my way through the day I think that is the only self-care we can adopt for Christmas day I mean I don't want to advise alcoholism as a mode of self-care but just for Christmas day I need to be sedated on Christmas day otherwise it ain't going to be good yeah. I mean, everything's taken a, a bit of a nosedive. My my doula partner has COVID. My backup doula for Christmas Day is in hospital with COVID and Jesus. doulas are now being banned from hospitals again. So it's happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> happy Christmas. Happy fucking Christmas. Well, I was feeling calmer yeah. until tier four came in. Yeah. And... I was I found that some of the suggestions that Kate came up with and myself yeah were bloody great. Yeah. They were really we the, the pair of us together me and Kate she doesn't know this yet. We're already best mates and we are we work as a good team. Oh she is the best. <laughs> yeah. What what have you put into place 
that's kind of helped you through this um, week? Well, the tier four, mm. and I know not everyone listening to this is obviously in tier four, but the tier four has changed our Christmas completely. Yeah. So whereas before we were spending it with my parents and my sister, yeah. um, that's not happening. So let's just go to that for a second yes. because that's what we were all talking about. And if people are still having a normal Christmas, I think, I think that those stresses are still very much in place. Yeah. Um, it was the asking for help piece. Mm. that was bloody brilliant mm. it was um and and allowing adam just to take over the christmas that he asked to i didn't need to be a mum. i'm not going to do the martyr thing anymore i really learned that good from last week and also now he's got no one to impress because it's just the four of you at home exactly so if he cocks it up you well, what we, Chinese. we are making because we ordered quite a big turkey yeah because there were <laughs> more people <laughs> yeah and my kids that well, they're going to have one bite of the turkey yeah. and that's going to be it. So we are still making the turkey for my parents and my sister. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So, and my mum's doing the fruit platter. So we're all just oh, going to do a swapsy on really the driveway. Nice. <laughs> oh, so there is still that. And then my dad last night started to say, well, if you're making the vegetables, you might as well just bung some more on for us. I was like, right. It's wheels, meals on wheels. <laughs> He's like, are you doing roast potatoes? I'm like, I think mum can peel a potato, can't she? Can I have the crispy ones only? <laughs> but he didn't think that was a weird request. I thought it was quite strange. <laughs> Anyway, he's probably winding me up. Um, but the one thing I do want to highlight is that if the week taught me anything pre-tier four, it was watching how my husband deals with Christmas. Yeah. It's actually a work of art. Okay. Because he said to me, again, pre-tier four, do you think if I get up really early and get to the shops as they open that I'll just get everything we need for Christmas on Christmas Eve? And, right. I, and I just looked at him like I could learn a lot from you yeah. <laughs> because I so wouldn't deal with things no, that way. I would no, basically no. be like my new puppy, just chasing my tail round and 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 going to the shops a million times and getting really stressed that I didn't have the right mince pies and all that shit. And he was just going to, that was his strategy to get up Christmas Eve really early, get everything, boom, done. I have to say that although it is awful and I'm really going to miss not seeing my parents or anybody, there is a pressure that has definitely been yeah. lifted yeah. because who are you pleasing? Yourself, your kids, who'd frankly be happy with anything. Well, they'd be happy with a bowl of pasta or a McDonald's. It, 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 exactly. They'd be happier. Exactly. With it, the they actually would. <laughs> they actually would. Yeah. So... In that respect, can I tell you what the other pressure that I have found has lifted yeah. since we've changed tiers, since they made up a tier, whatever. I was feeling very stressed about my parents coming over. Of course, I want to spend Christmas Day yeah. with my parents and my sister. Yeah. But I was very concerned that my kids are very exposed because they've just broken up yes. from school. Uh, my daughter did camp the other day. So we we haven't been isolating yeah. and it's ev <clears throat> it is everywhere. It is everywhere. And I do think it... it, it, it there wasn't an option to do anything else because it was an absolute nonsense that in that five day break, it was going to disappear. And we had exactly the same conversation about going to my mum's and Boxing Day. My oldest son really felt it was irresponsible. We then decided we'd all get a COVID test and then we'd feel safer. But it, it, it still wasn't sitting it wasn't right. Sitting right. And so you've got to go with that thing of balancing their their needs, their yeah. emotional needs yeah. and, and their safety and yeah. our safety. And, you know, God forbid something happens to them in the new year. How do you know that's not you that's given it to them? And well, exactly. So I feel like this decision 
got taken out of our yeah. hands and the not seeing them on Christmas Day wasn't sitting well and the having them in my home on Christmas Day for the full day wasn't sitting well. Yeah. So I do feel like this is as sad as this is and as difficult as this is and I also acknowledge that I am a mum with two young youngish children and a husband and I have a full house yes. and I have a lot of people that I love around me. So it's easy for me to say that it's it's a bit of a relief yeah. because I'm still surrounded by people. Yeah. But the people that are on their own, of course, this is difficult and trying yeah. and it just gets harder and harder. Yeah. And my heart goes out to anyone that is Absolutely. that is struggling with that. Yeah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Um, therapist and Bella Magazine Agony Aunt Kate Medlin very kindly agreed to come back onto the show and tell us a bit more about how to make Christmas that little bit less stressful and how to look after ourselves and answer any more of our questions. And this is what she had to say. What do you think are the main issues that your private clients and your Bella readers come to you with at this time of year? As in, do you see the same issues crop up Christmas after Christmas? Um, I would say that... There is um, a common thread, which is the expectation that we all put on ourselves, um, which is in contrast to these perfect Christmases that we see in the in the adverts, in the media. That yes. um, and we all sit and think, well, why isn't my Christmas like that? It must be because I'm a failure, or my family isn't what it's supposed to be. Um, and of course, yes. there are lots of uh, families where going home for Christmas means something very different, um, where very complicated and difficult dynamics are brought up, um, where there might have been, um, you know, really difficult and painful stuff going on in their past, where going home is far from pleasurable. Um, and of course, this Christmas is is just so different to any Christmas we've we've ever had in the past. But it yeah. also brings up um, a lot of conflicts about how Christmas should be. I think whenever we hear that word "should" yep. in our heads, it is always worth questioning: where is that pressure coming from? Where is that expectation? And who is setting the precedent of "should"? And since we did that show, we've now moved into a whole new tier. We're now in tier four. They actually made up a tier, a yes. new tier, didn't yes. they? Yes, especially for Christmas. Yeah. So the the limited or odd plans that people had are now totally trashed. Yeah. And people have had a really short time to be able to come to terms with that. What would your words of wisdom be around that? Like, How can people start to manage that disappointment and the change in their Christmas suddenly? I think it's about acknowledging the loss 
Um, we are all in a state of grief for what yeah. has been lost throughout 2020 um, in terms of what, um, of everything that has been restricted, everything has been taken from us, whether it is seeing family members or just the freedom to, you know, go to a restaurant without having to book it, which obviously even that can't be done now, you know, to be spontaneous. And also yeah. human beings, we are creatures of, we, we like to know, uh, we like to be able to plan because planning gives us a sense of control. Um, and we can't plan anything. We don't know when this right. is going to end. We don't know uh, at what point even tier four is going to end at the moment. So it is very difficult. So there is, the, <laughs> I'm speaking about all the doom and gloom, but what we can do is acknowledge where we're at, is acknowledge what we've lost and acknowledge that we don't have control over it. But also it's very easy to be caught up in the macro, you know, that there are times when maybe it is a good idea to switch off the news, to listen to a podcast such as your lovely selves or one that doesn't have um, anything to do with COVID um, that is maybe was, you know, one of the ones that you you recorded right at, you know, at the start, maybe when COVID was not a thing or one of uh, a podcast that isn't on a completely yeah. different subject. Um, because well, it some- goes back to joy, doesn't it? Finding your joy, finding mm. the things that make you feel good and yes. really kind of using those tools as much as you can to cheer yourself up. Absolutely. And obviously it is, uh, it is sad that we can't see our, our close family members at the moment, but it's also really important to look at what we have got. You know, yes. if yes. we are living like with, you know, with our immediate family, you know, to look at them and go, okay, we might not have this, but we do have that, that we have got a roof over our head, that we have got food in our fridge, that you pair it back to the absolute basics because there's such a heightened sense of anxiety out there at the moment as if death is waiting outside our door for everybody. But actually, we can still go for a walk. We can still go for an awesome walk like your podcast suggested a few weeks ago. It's glorious. I go for a walk every day with my dog and actually have really taken that on board to really, and I've even used it in my practice actually, because something that I learned from you guys was about how the the chaos and the um, order of nature, that there is something about the chaos it alongside the order in terms of the way that the leaves grow and the patterns is incredibly calming and and very good for our mental health to actually really take note of it because nature doesn't care if we're in a pandemic if we're in a tear how we're feeling it continues the leaves fall they grow things renew things die and it's yeah it's it's bigger than us and i think there is something comforting in that absolutely Kay, what do you think are the most useful things that a woman can do during this Christmas period for herself and her self-care? Um, let herself off the hook, oh, 100%. Oh. I, and I want to say that for all Christmases, I think that we get ourselves in a hell of a tizzy. I think somehow men seem to, first of all, they don't put themselves under the same pressure as us. And I am, of no. course, generalising that maybe they're not as bothered about the things that we are bothered about, but maybe that's because those things that we're bothered about, maybe we shouldn't be as bothered about them. Maybe yes. we need to take totally. a leaf out of their book. Yeah, 
I've learned a lot from my husband this Christmas. I've learned a lot living in a house full of men. Yeah. Because they they care less about the small things and they're happier for it. Absolutely. Happy Christmas, Kate. (laughs) Happy Christmas to you too. I I really genuinely hope that, uh, you know, we we are where we are. And I know that's being said a lot lately, but just... It is what it it is. It is what it is. Hug those that are close to you. um, Thank the Lord that they're safe. And let's just get through to the point where we're all safely out of this. Listen, guys, this will end. This will come to an end and it will pass and we will look back and we will find an old scrumpled mask in our pockets when we go to get our winter coats out next year. <laughs> and, and, and we will smile wryly. Uh, you know, we've been through something extraordinary. And at some yeah. point we will look back at it and go, wow, wow, that was a ride. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you you for your wise words, Kate. Thank you. You take care, guys. Now let's get on to my favourite bit of the epilogue show. Why is it your favourite bit? Because I love the feedback and I love to feel like we're not just chatting to each other. That other people are actually <laughs> invested in our conversation. You've always say, I can't believe people actually listen I to this. I can't believe it. A lot of dog walkers, a lot of dog walkers enjoy enjoy our chat. Apparently. And every time we get an email or a comment yeah. or a review, you're We're, like, people are listening. People I'm are very listening. excited. <laughs> Here are some more insights from you guys in response to the problems we discussed on the main show. And as a brief reminder, we broke it down into categories what us women find the most challenging during the festive season. They were overindulging, overspending, dealing with difficult relatives, the mental load, Lauren's favourite, expectations and missing loved ones. So we had an email in from Katie who said, delegate, exclamation mark. Yes. Family members and guests who are now no longer coming can all be (laughs) responsible for something. Oh, and book some sort of spa treatment before or after Christmas as a little treat for yourself. Oh, that's nice. Nice. I like that, Katie. Thank you for that. Steph in Byron Bay, Australia said... We have listeners in Australia. (laughs) She said, share the load. We're doing Christmas Day with friends and I feel completely relaxed about the actual day now as it's not all on me to provide the food and entertainment as well. The kids will just have fun being with other kids. Love that. Yeah. And the most important part of that whole comment is that she feels relaxed. She does. Because what's the point if you don't? Abby says, it's just a roast dinner. No one eats the 42 fucking chutneys anyway. (laughs) Oh, Abby, can we be friends? I like you already. And Hannah says, there's no such thing as a perfect Christmas. It's just another Sunday roast with a few extras thrown in. Take it calmly and have a drink before tackling it. Hannah's my friend, I think. (laughs) I'm with you, Hannah. And Charlie says, we expect Christmas to be perfect because we're told it must be, but nothing is ever perfect. It just needs to be good enough. This year will be different. Use that to your advantage and try something different. Let go of expectations. I like that. Very wise. This year is going to be different and we can't change that. So let's try something different. I think that's really beautiful advice. Thank you, Charlie. Um, If you want to email in, please, you can email us on hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk and we always love hearing from you. Lauren, I also asked on Instagram what women were finding a challenge in the run up to Christmas. And there were some answers actually that we haven't touched upon. Oh, let's hear. Um, Abby said, trying to please everyone, giving the constantly changing rules of COVID. And uh, that really resonates with me because I have felt that so strongly as we discussed before Mm. of constantly trying to 
do the best by everybody and keep everybody safe and keep everyone happy. And it's almost an impossible task. Mm. So I think that's quite a few women mentioned not being able to see their family, of yeah. course. And now we're in tier four. That's ever more real. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really discuss that on the main show, but we touched on missing past loved ones. But this Christmas is robbing us of so much that we normally take as a given. I'm just going to say on a note of positivity, imagine how amazing next Christmas will be. I know. We'll love it. But there'll be so much that is going to feel amazing. Yeah. Holidays. Holiday. I mean, holiday. <laughs> holidays. Going out for dinner with yeah. a friend. Yeah. Going out yeah. for dinner with three friends. Going and- to a shop without wearing a mask. Yeah. Imagine those days. So I do think that it is showing us about the simplicities and how a smaller life can also be enjoyed yeah. just in a very different way. Life is more boring. Life is smaller. But we we just have to find the goodness in there. We're going to take a short break and see you back here for our wellness news flash. This week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 days of WrestleMemus, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. That's why also America is, like, leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have... to dismantle, <laughs> to, to dismember, dismantle, dismember, to stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I'd you get would. blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Sukarnov. This week's news flash is courtesy of the Evening Standard. Lauren. Yeah. Just to say to you listening at home, we never discuss the news flashes anymore. We used to, but we've stopped doing it. So they're a surprise to one another, aren't they? Bring it. Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow was the reigning queen of celebrity lifestyle aspiration? Well, now she has competition. What? From sex toys to skincare, celebrities are fighting for space in your wellness routine. And who can blame them? The industry's worth an estimated 3.4% trillion pounds wow and in 2020 even a-listers need a side hustle but which if any is worth devoting yourself and your cash to in 2021 this is your guide to just a few of the gurus to know okay are you ready i'm so ready (laughs) megan markle yes before she met harry megan ran a lifestyle blog did you know that i did know that yeah she had to shut it all down because she met harry yeah it's called the tig it yes. was called the TIG. Yes. She's back in the game, Lauren. With the coffee. This week, she announced she's invested in a female-led California company which sells super lattes. Yes. Clever Blends makes instant oat milk latte mixes spiced with medicinal mushrooms and probiotics. Sounds disgusting. It, I don't know why this irritates me, but it does. She has already got the brand in front of her friend Oprah. 
I mean, yes, Oprah actually had a gift basket sent to her yes. and then she yes. promoted it yes, on Instagram right. and she then shared, everyone went mad. She shared a picture of the hamper yeah. gifted to her by her neighbour, M, with her 19 million Instagram followers. I mean... We need to get in there with Oprah. Do you, what, do you think Oprah would like to promote the Self Care Club podcast? I think it's really aligned with Oprah's message. Should we send her a hamper? <laughs> what do you want to put in it? A yep. menstrual cup? I oh, know she's, she's 60, so I think she won't want one of those. What can we put in it? Let's, let's, let's mull over it at Christmas. <laughs> Guess how much this super latte costs. What is it just for one cup of coffee? I like, think so. Um I mean, can't be more than nine ninety nine. Twenty eight pounds. Oh shut up. Twenty eight pounds. It is packed with turmeric and naturally sweetened with monk fruit. Monk fruit? Mm. 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 What a fucking rip off. You're gonna pay twenty eight pounds for a coffee? What a fucking liberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm turning into like I don't even know I'm turning right now on yep. to Gwyneth Paltrow let's see what she's doing in what 2021. is she up to now we're not going to mention that candle again because chances are you've already heard everything you want to know about Gwen's love of vulva themed merchandise we're aligned there Goop is said to be worth about 191 million pounds and Gwyneth Potra herself is the ultimate brand ambassador. Goop's annual holiday gift guide is full of overpriced wellness paraphernalia. Take the £45,000 climate neutral bed. What? And the 1500 Ouija board. Oh, no, no, no. There's a vulva colouring book. It's comparatively cheaper at £12. Have you bought that for me it's for Christmas? It's a bargain I have and I wish I had. Oh, I wish I had. You've really missed a trick there. <laughs> I really have. My birthday in March, so just bear that but in it, mind. it does promise to help you demystify your genitalia. And I just feel that you don't need it demystified. Do you know, of all the women, <laughs> I, it's not a mysterious thing to me anymore. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. I think everyone listening will agree with that comment. Yeah. We've now got Arika Badu. Yep. She gave Gwyneth Paltrow a run for her money earlier this year with the launch of Badu Pussy. An Sorry? incense which apparently smells exactly like her vagina, created with ashes of her pants. What? What? Disgusting. There's an urban legend, she says, that my pussy changes men. I don't know why I'm talking like that, because I don't know if she does. The men that I fall in love with and fall in love with me change jobs and lives. She told 10 Magazine ahead of the launch, intrigued, Badu once revealed she drinks cranberry juice for a sweet-smelling vagina okay uh, this puts vabbing in the shade <laughs> hold on sadly yeah. the badoo pussy yeah. sold out within two minutes of dropping but the singer has assured vanity fair she'll be launching an apothecary range of skincare herbs stones and yes more incense coming in the new year stay tuned I'm oh you look a bit i'm speechless, speechless. i'm speechless because i mean we're just uh, wow uh, wow. Can I ask? The ashes of, of her, her knickers. <laughs> the ashes of her knickers. It's all right because it changes men and it makes them change jobs and change their lives. I Just mean, the smell of her pussy. Maybe that's what we should send Oprah in the hamper. <laughs> I do not think that's going to get Oprah on side. One for her and one for Gail. <laughs> did you listen to that podcast that she did with, with Gail? I who's didn't. Oprah's best friend. I'm going to dig it out for you. Friend. I'm going I'm going to dig it out for you. Okay. I'm going to dig it out for you. Please do. Let's move I on. I mean, Nicole. Listen, if we want wow, if we want wow. 
If you want Oprah on side, I suggest you behave yourself. You've really ended the year on, on a high I note. I haven't finished. Now. You haven't finished? I haven't finished. There's more? <laughs> Fucking hell. Come on then. I should have saved Erika Padu for last, actually. I don't think you can top it. I can. Lily Allen. Oh, yes. 2020 was the year celebs made sexual wellness their mission. Yes. And I want to come back to that. So let's just put a pin in that for a second because okay. I want to ask your opinion on what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. After revealing that she didn't have an orgasm until she discovered sex toys in her mid-twenties, singer Lily Allen is on a quest to close the orgasm gap and has teamed up with German sex toy brand Womanizer to do so. Her Liberty sex toy took Instagram by storm last month. Dakota Johnson, meanwhile, became co-creative director and investor of Maud, a sexual wellness startup that sells organic condoms, lubes and toys. Cara Delvine has also joined the party, taking on the role of co-owner and creative advisor at Laura DiCarlo. Happy holidays all round then. So you can add to the basket Lily Allen's travel friendly, Liberty contact free air massager for £89 for pleasure on the go. Send it to Oprah in the hamper. <laughs> we don't have it. We don't Do you know have what? It. Even worse, I actually you know asked they... them for a couple for us to test. Asked who for a couple? Lily Liber- Allen? Yeah, Lily Allen's PR company. To test, yeah. No response, Nicole. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good, because, because Tony, my father, yeah. listens to this and I am not doing that on this show. I'm just not, not going there. You know how you won't... In- you won't, you know, certain things you won't do. Yeah. Like you said, you won't get a tattoo. Yeah. Injections. Yeah. There's certain lines that you have to cross. You know how you said you would never steam your vagina? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It, it's it's not something I need to talk well, about. Well, you don't need to worry about it because Lily Allen's PR company didn't <laughs> she reply didn't, to She me didn't anyway, get back so, to us. No, so my no. question is, yeah, after yeah, all this, yeah. why is this suddenly all the fucking trend and rage to talk about the smell of your own private scent, the having to close an orgasm gap, having to, what is this massive need to try and, I don't know, normalise certain parts of your body that are just private? I don't get it. I don't think I have the answer to that. Sorry if you thought I did. Uh, There was a very interesting article um, written because uh, I think it was Giles Corrin really slagged off um, Lily Allen's whole vibrator business and because because he said this is actually nothing to do with wanting to help women orgasm and nothing to do with women's wellness he said you know he got slated for it all these women were like you're a misogynist you hate women you don't want them to masturbate you still think it's dirty well, what like, did he say it was he said to do it's with nothing then? to do with that he said it's just the reason that people don't talk about this is not because Lily Allen's so cool in breaking the last taboo it's these things are private yeah. and they're sort of supposed to stay private. Not because it's dirty or wrong or women shouldn't orgasm or masturbate or use vibrators, but do it. By all means, do it every hour of the day, but keep it to yourself. Like, do you or, need or, to share it or with, share the it with your partner or share it with your best mate and be done with it? I, I agree. But that could be because Giles is the same age as you and I, and perhaps it is a generational thing. And I do think that the younger girls are much, much more free and open about all sorts of things that perhaps we were told to keep behind closed doors. Maybe, maybe it is a generation thing, mm. but he's got a point. It, it can, it can stay private if you want it to. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. But I just feel like everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and that's the bit that doesn't sit well with me because you're doing it for what? Shock value? Attention. Or for brand awareness. I just, it doesn't, 
it doesn't feel authentic to me. Also, I, I because there's a million vibrators out there, by the way, that will all make women orgasm. She's not the first person to bring out a vibrator to, that helps women climax. I'm very, very happy for her that she's having a more fulfilling sex life. But also, I wouldn't be a fan, not a fan of anyone or their music or their acting. I don't need to know about their intimate personal details for me to feel differently about them. I agree. That's all. I'm with you. 100%. Come on, because you said you had a, a news flash. We had two for you today. I do. So it's about Jessie Nelson. So this week, Jessie Nelson announced her departure from Little she Mix. She did. She did. Brave woman. Yeah. So the band formed in 2011 on The X Factor. And Jessie cited the constant pressure of being in the public eye and the toll on her mental health. And this announcement came a month after she revealed she was taking time off from the group for private medical reasons. So just bear in mind, this was a perfectly normal 20-year-old barmaid from Dagenham, right, <laughs> who went on a show, thought that she was achieving her dream. And then over the course of nine years, her dream turned into a nightmare. Yeah, She got constantly told she was ugly. She was fat, Pat, yeah. that her clothes were awful and that she deserved to die. She got such abuse and bullying, didn't yeah. she? And her self-confidence was completely eroded. She became very distressed about her appearance. She developed an eating disorder and in 2013 she attempted suicide. Jesus and in 2019 she made a BBC3 documentary, I don't know if you watched it, called Odd One I Out. I did, I did. It was um, very powerful. And it was a horrifying glimpse yep. into into a pop group really and, and what happens and and her decision about talking about what she'd endured from the online trolls was very courageous and I think she hoped that it would strip them of of their power yeah and sort of shine a light on people who were bringing her down but actually it just didn't work out that way no and just to put it in basic terms this is a young lovely woman who has been hounded out of her job and been made seriously unwell whilst just carrying out her work. I don't know anyone that would be able to take on what she has taken on with that amount of abuse, that amount of negativity towards her appearance and it not have a negative impact on you without it causing some sort of mental health struggle. Of I just don't, even the strongest of people, it would affect you. Yeah. So and in all other professions that you can think of, right, there are procedures and there are departments that are dedicated to dealing with exactly this. But that doesn't happen in the entertainment no. business. And and if it does ever happen, it's an exception rather than the rule. And I think that when a woman becomes famous, it's just accepted that abuse comes with the territory yep. and that's the price you pay yep. and tough luck. And yep. she basically just became collateral damage. Yep. And what a shame. And for all those people that have sent these disgusting messages and trolled her, yeah. like what does that bring for them? Does it make them feel any better? But you know what? Unless you are, <laughs> there's so many sayings here that are going through my mind, but unless you are, you know, on the court playing that game with that person, you don't have a say in that person's life and what goes on in that life. It, it's it's the most um, cowardly thing to do to write a comment on your computer or on your phone and send it and make someone else feel absolutely dreadful about themselves and then you sit there and go back to your sad, miserable life. It's, it's a disgrace. And how these people can look themselves in the mirror, I just don't know. But this is the basic thing that we teach our kids from what? As soon as they can read and write, don't type anything you wouldn't say yes. to that person's face. Yes. Just don't. Well, I've got a new saying now. Yes. Don't 
text anything that you wouldn't want your headmaster to see. Oh, I like that. That's a good one, isn't it? That is a good one. Her eyes sort of went quite wide your when I said that. This. Yes. This was. Mm. So I think it's I think it's amazing that she's put, putting her mental health before her fame, before her career. I th- I applaud her for that because she's just she's looking after herself and that is the ultimate in self-care. It really is. Yeah. She can come to our club anytime. Oh, I'd love to have her on our show. Me too. And now, on to our book club. It's the book club. This month's book club read is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. We're going to be doing a full review on this in a few weeks' time. But this week, as a Christmas treat, we wanted to give you our pick of a couple of wellness books that have come out this Christmas. What's your pick, Nicole? My choice is Your Mood Journal, a new book by broadcaster and founder of Happy Place, Fern Cotton. She's written quite a few books in the wellness genre. And this one, however, is something a little bit different because it's a children's book. Your Mood Journal is a customizable activity book divided into seven chapters and packed full of interactive exercises and tips, notes and stickers. It's got loads to help children um, and give them the tools to understand and articulate their emotions. It's really, really lovely. It's a perfect toolkit for children looking to explore their emotions and build confidence in expressing their feelings. Full of activities to help kids learn about the different moods and how those moods make their minds and bodies feel with lots of space to write and draw and create and have fun. And I think it's a really lovely thing to do with your children because let's face it, we haven't got a lot else to do. There's all else to do in the summer, (laughs) the Christmas holidays. So it's, it's a lovely addition. Yeah. And yours? Uh, my choice is Bill Bailey's Remarkable Guide to Happiness, which I have a feeling now that he has won Strictly is going to be flying off ah. the shelves anyway. Um, but it was sort of on the back of our joy week that we did last week. It's a really gentle, sweet collection of just funny personal essays about happiness. It's a really soft, approachable book and it's perfect for soothing a stressful mind. And I think it is just what is needed right now very cheering very intelligent made me smile a really sweet little book i think i'm gonna get this one thanks for that pleasure thank you so much for listening and that is our epilogue show in full if you like what we do here and want to be a part of the club please come and follow us on our social channels at self-care club pod and leave us a review on apple Podcasts, please please because we really love reading them we got one this morning and it just makes us oh it perked our day right up it really did didn't it um if you end up trying any of the practices that we do on the show or if you have something you'd like us to practice then why don't you send us an email at hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk and we'd love to mention you on our show. I'm going to mention Linz because Linz was who left us a review this morning. Yes, a lovely she, review. A lovely review. Enjoy walking your dog over the Christmas period, Linz. And we're so thrilled that you enjoy our show. Ah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello, it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. 
So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.